Okay, so we obviously have had many questions on many occasions when people ask us what do we do regarding the vaccine, where do we stand on the vaccine, and obviously like for everybody else that has been uh, a process to arrive at some kind of sensible answer. Um, and we've got to understand that we are finding ourselves in the middle of something that's unfolding and it's unfolding for all of us and so we are not going to discuss anything prophetic at this moment regarding vaccine we're just going to try and come to some logical uh, conclusion with the information that we have at the moment in the middle of an unfolding situation everybody understand that right vaccine we are going to at the end of this uh, formulate and agree upon an official policy for in the garden ministries and then separate from that i will also make it publicly clear what my personal stance is on the vaccine right now before we can arrive at any kind of answer regarding the vaccine we have to take into account that we are living in a time that's very unique, not only because there's a global pandemic, we're living in a time when there's a global pandemic and nobody is in control of the flow of information globally anymore. So there used to be channels through which information and, and relevant official information was passed down to the masses mm -hmm. from governments and officials and those that were taking responsibility and would be accountable for such information being passed down. But we are living in a time where social media has uh, obliterated official channels. Now, having said that, we're all aware of the fact that even in the past when there were official channels of communication, those were never very trustworthy, but it is what we had to work with. So was the masses fed misinformation in the past all the time, most probably, but at least somebody at the top were accountable. Mm. And if they... they Everybody had the same information. Someone formulated the king would come in the early days of radio, the king would come over the radio and he would tell the masses what to think and they only knew what he told them. And there was always an undercurrent of the plebs on the ground form, forming their own opinions about things without any relevant information. But now we are living in a time where the undercurrent had become the mainstream of the flow of information. So I see it as the sewers are now flowing on top through the streets, not under the streets any longer. And this is the social media flow of information. And this puts us in a situation, normal people in a situation where we literally have no way of figuring out what's true, what's right, and what's relevant. Mm -hmm. We have no way when it comes to an issue like the vaccines. 
So from now on, we're going to refer to it as the vaccines because there's not one vaccine. Mm. Okay. Now, everybody's now dealing with the question, should I take the vaccine or not? And uh, I've been looking at this question and I've arrived at uh, a conclusion that this is actually not the main question we are looking at. It's not the main issue at all. So, the reason there's confusion about whether to take the vaccine or not is because there is some theories that's widely proclaimed and spread. And uh, the thing that causes us to doubt is because some say it's a conspiracy. And then there's many different theories on what the conspiracy actually is, who it is, and what the purposes is, and the goals of the conspiracies. Now, is there a conspiracy? Well, I think the anti-vaccine people is a conspiracy. I think the vaccine uh, people behind it, there's definitely some conspiracies. So, I don't think we have any doubt that there's a quite a few conspiracies <laughs> taking place at the moment. Okay. And so we're arriving at a very clear answer that there is no reasonable way for us to determine whether the vaccines are absolutely safe or absolutely unsafe. No way. We're not going to arrive at any reasonable answer. Yet, we need to make a decision regarding it. And so we have to find another reasonable way to go into a process of how do I make this decision based on what. Mm. Okay, so let's start off. One of the main, let's look at what we do know. We know for absolute uh, certainty that the vaccine is not proven to be completely or 100% effective, we know this for sure. And it's not proven to be 100% safe. This we know for sure. It's also not proven to be unsafe. And it's not proven to be ineffective. This we know for sure. <laughs> so at least we know something. So, relevant information, somewhat trustworthy information, is pointing to the fact that the vaccine might not be 100% the ideal, most effective vaccine. But there is evidence, trustworthy evidence, that it is effective to some degree. What else do we know for a fact? That the vaccines we are talking about did not go through the normal safety processes and protocols that would normally be in place before a vaccine is released for public use or administering. This we know. Why did this happen? Well, the reasoning behind it is that we have a global pandemic and therefore they needed to fast track the vaccines and uh, it's something like, uh, some sources say it should have taken 10 more years. 
maybe a little less, maybe a little longer. It's of no consequence how long it should have taken. What they did is they decided to fast track it and give it to people now. So what do we know? There's a risk. We have unknowns. We don't know for sure if the vaccine long term is going to do any harm or have any side effects. This we know for sure. We don't, we don't know if it's safe. And so now we can start with our risk assessment. On the one hand, we have a known risk. Anytime you leave your house or you allow anybody else into your house or into your personal presence or space, you run a risk of contracting the COVID-19 virus. So any interaction with anybody else or going out of your personal space into another space, we know there's a high risk of you contracting the COVID-19 virus. This we know. So risk assessment, there's a known risk. There's not a small risk. What else do we know? We know that when a person, an individual, contracts the COVID-19 virus, it can be life-threatening. It can have dire consequences. This we know. We know this. We don't know, any of us, if we did contract the virus, we don't know what our health status is most of the times. So none of us know how we're going to do if we did contract the virus. We think if you're a bit younger, you're a bit more safe, but there's underlying conditions. And, none, and we don't always know that we have these conditions. So we know, on the one hand, there's a huge risk. We know this. And this is the world we live in. There's no way of avoiding living life and avoiding the risk. So if you want to avoid the risk, you've got to stop living life. So you can be alive, you just can't be alive out there. This is what we're facing. On the other hand, they have now presented us with a possible solution. And they are saying to us, I mean, it's, they're not, it's not a secret. They are transparent and they're saying, with this vaccine, we don't know exactly what it's going to do. So there's a risk, a known risk. Only thing is, we're not quite sure if... It, if the vaccine goes wrong, how wrong is it going to go? Are you going to grow two heads or are you just going to die? We don't know. Right? So th this is what we know. We can work with this. There's two risk factors and both are very risky, both options. So how do we make a decision when we are faced with this kind of uncertainty? Now, I'm going to tell you what I'm basing my decision on. We are going to take a side thought in order to come to the main, back to the main thought. And that is, we're going to talk about what the word civilization means. Because this is relevant in our time. Very relevant. Civilization originally would have meant simply when... Societies start to diversify 
their, their activities because they can live closer together. And this normally occurred because of one basic element, an abundance of grain. The most common cause of civilization in any form in history was they could store grain. And because there was abundance of food, they had extra time to do other things. The exception would have been civilizations in Peru where they were based their civilization upon food they got from the ocean. Could have slight variations here and there. But that's basically the basis. So this is where civilization starts off. People can come live close together. Why? Because where they're going to store the surplus food resources is where people want to be. Now we get to the basic idea behind civilization. People working together for the benefit of each other. That's civilization. Now, when people start working together in a centralized way, because there's food, which means security, they start developing. They start building structures and infrastructure to live closer together. And because they're all living closer together, they come up with ways to protect what they have. And this gives rise to the need for military mm. presence, defenses. So now you have a number of people centralizing their lives around an abundance of a food source. Because they can store this food source, they can start spending time on other things. Mm. Arts, creativity, military exercise, politics all those kind of things. And to facilitate this, they build structures and infrastructure. To protect what they now have accumulated, they are going to have a military or a defense plan. Okay. And from this, civilization started to form cities and towns and so forth. Right. Why is this important when we are going to make a decision regarding the vaccine? <coughs> okay. Later on in history, especially during and after the Roman Empire time, Western civilization meant something specific. It meant, Western civilization meant that the society, so the grouping of people centralized together, the society, were not governed or controlled by military might. It was governed by civil agreement. What civil agreement? The person, the individual is called a civilian. Civilian. And when you have a whole bunch of civilians together and they agree to do things in a certain way, then they have to put structures in place to govern that the agreements are kept. Mm -hmm. And this is now 
the formation of what we call civilization. So civilization or civil rule is simply that a whole lot of different classes of normal people, upper class, middle class and lower class people agree to do things in a certain way that benefits everybody. Some might have more benefit and some less, but there's benefit to all. And this is what we call civilization. Normal people gathering together to agree to do things in a certain way. And we're going to do things to the benefit of the whole. So individually, I'm going to allow myself to be governed, led, directed in my actions and decision making in order to benefit the whole group. Because if the group prospers, I prosper. And currently, as we are sitting here in Cape Town today, we live in a civilization, a Western civilization. How do we know we're living in a civilization? Because if you go out the gate, there's a tar road with street lights. And street names. And street names and house numbers. And you can go down the road and there's a shop that stocks produce that came from all over the world brought together by a cooperative action of the whole. Now I'm going to explain where the co-op idea came from and why it benefited everybody so much. But these things all took form and grew and grew and made more sense because more people were prospering and more people wanted to be a part of it and so more people came together to be a part of it and we all saw that I'm going to leave my individual ways to buy into the corporate or co-op because they are prospering. We can start to participate and partake in the benefits mm. and here we are today so forget about whether we are a democracy or what the governing structure is because a civilization has to have a governing structure whatever the governing structure the western civilization is based on one principle that the civic the civil the civilian determines what the whole wants and how they're going to do everything for the, to the benefit of the whole. Now we have seen from the early days of the Roman Empire that was the opposing force to barbarism, the barbaric. We saw that from there the Western world developed in the way that we know it today. And I don't know about you, but I'm enjoying civilization. I prefer living in civilization, unless I have to go outside of civilization for the sake of the gospel. Now you can go just over the bridge to Danun. They are not a civilization. Why? Because the individual is not going to act to the benefit of the whole. 
and you have a whole lot of individuals that are not acting to the benefit of the whole and that's why they are not a civilization. And we can see what a not civilized area looks like. We can see the quality of life, the security, the safety, we can see it. Okay, and so we sitting in civilization We've come a long way to be here as the human race. Right. Now, a very important part of any civilization is something with a complicated name. Do you want to explain to us what that is, please? Okay. It's called stratification. Social stratification. Social stratification. And social stratification is, first of all, the name doesn't really sound like what it is, <laughs> but it's all about social structure. It comes down to hierarchy. And it works like this. In any civilization, certain individuals, certain civilians, will be will have a higher ranking because of their resources financial or otherwise their social standing and connections or because of their um kinship yes i was going to say like genealogy kinship so their social standing where their family is placed within the social structure uh, or education and so according to this all, civ all uh, civilizations will take on a structure you cannot not have a true civilization without social stratification and it's a natural outflow so it's neither right nor wrong it's just a realistic outflow of a bunch of individuals living together and doing life together. By nature, some will have more than others in certain areas. Whenever you have a social structure, someone will lead, someone will follow, someone will organize the others. Someone will start to di determine the direction that the civilization is going to head into. This is natural, it cannot be avoided, it cannot be stopped. Now, the whole world is not based, all societies upon the earth is not based on civilization. So what's the opposite? In our modern world, when you have, okay, the moment is an abundance of food and that extra time, the extra space for activities is devoted to military action or military might, then it's normally, it, it normally goes from civilization to non-civilization because it normally goes from, it's not ruled by the civilian. Okay. So it might look civilized, they also have structure and infrastructure, but it's not a pure civilization because there's a military rule in place. 
the individuals are not always agreeing in its pure, pure form on where they want to go and the actions are not to the benefit of all. Okay. So, we've seen, currently in the world, we see different social structures. Okay. But we come from a Western social structure, a civilized structure. And we are seeing something that is, we're talking about risk assessment. So the risk assessment is we have a global pandemic. On the other hand, we have an early solution, possible solution, offered to civilization that is not proven safe or completely effective. So we have two real risk factors. And then from the undercurrent of society rises a dark specter. A real dark principality that has been around since the beginning of time. The spirit of anarchy. The spirit of anarchy has been around forever, all of history. And wherever there is civilization, anarchy eventually rises to the fore. And anarchy is the spiritual dynamic that is the downfall of civilization. Normally when anarchy rises, an effort by civilization to stop it from destroying this civilization, this effort is normally a militaristic answer and this normally has as a consequence another structure that is no longer civilized. Mm -hmm. Of course the anarchy spirit has two faces to it. On the one hand it's going to break down the governance of the whole in order to destroy the agreement that caused everyone to prosper and then if the civilization wants to overbalance, then the other face of anarchy comes up, and that is tyranny. Anarchy and tyranny, two sides of that evil beast. Now then, don't be mistaken, anarchy is a real fallen angel or a group of them. And I'm bringing this up because we have something now to work with on our way to coming to some decision regarding the vaccine. I'm looking at the global situation and the big polarization that is taking place surrounding the vaccination issue. 
humanity is being polarized, driven into opposing positions. Mm. <coughs> and the fragile glue that keeps civilization together is dissolving rapidly. And I'm looking at the high risk of a global pandemic versus a high risk of taking a vaccine versus a high risk of a world falling into anarchy. And all of a sudden the decision is not difficult. Choose civilization. I'm going to take a risk with my life for the sake of civilization because civilization is based on everyone agreeing to do what is best for everyone else, for the whole. And right now, the global population, global society, has a definite need to curb the spread of the COVID-19 virus in any way that it can. Mm -hmm. The global society has a definite need to do as individuals whatever will be best for the whole. Long term, I'm talking about not five years, ten years, but as long as the world is going to be in existence. It's called civilization when people start making decisions according to what is best for everyone. And we are sitting in a situation where there's no way for us to know if the vaccine is safe or not, good or not. But I know that anarchy is far more dangerous than the pandemic or a possibly dangerous vaccine. Because anarchy will cost us everything. There's different ingredients right now being mixed together that is setting a perfect global stage for anarchy. We know that the Second World War simply came out of an economic downturn didn't have, didn't need even half the ingredients that we have today. And we ended up with a, with a world war. We might have had 20% of the ingredients that we are looking at now. It wasn't even half as volatile as the situation is now. And we ended up with a second world war, with a world war. So right now, we need to wake up and see this thing for what it really is. Every person out there that's raising their voices uh, out of an uninformed state and raising their opinion about vaccines is contributing to anarchy. Because that's how anarchy works. It's when individuals start doing their own thing. Uninformed. 
to their own benefit, whatever they perceive to be their own benefit, uninformed. With other words, opinions based on no facts. Mm. And an unwillingness to take, uh, to be accountable. It's exactly what the basic nature of this is. At least in the past, when governments were manipulating the masses, somebody was accountable. <coughs> With the situation we're looking at now, nobody's accountable. And people at the top rank, the top tier, they are increasingly unwilling to be accountable or to take responsibility because of the pressure. So what are we seeing on the street? Very quickly from the onset of the pandemic, civilians started turning against the governing bodies. People don't trust the police force. People don't trust, and for good reason, but if we make decisions to individually no longer trust governments, government structures, law, lawgivers, and those who enforce the laws, if we all individuals individually start to make those decisions, we become anarchists. Every small little contribution to anarchy is what leads to anarchy. And now you have little old ladies sitting in their one-bedroom flat becoming ringleaders of anarchism. Mm -hmm. This is the situation we're looking at. You no longer have a long-haired, tattooed, drunkard being identified as the anarchist. No, it's the lady next door. It's the guy sitting next to you in the office. It's everyone that think they have the right to say this, say over social media. Mm. These are the anarchists and it's everyone around us. Now, of course, there was a lot of leading up to this, a lot of elements. Democracy turned out to be faulty and broken. But remember, it's not about democracy. Democracy came forth from civilization. Democracy is not the defining factor in civilization. Okay? And whilst Western civilization is surrendering itself to anarchy, in the Middle East, the ten kings that the book of Revelation tells us about, they are consolidating, consolidating. They are getting ready. They're there. Make no mistake. The Christian Islam war or Muslim wars have never ended, never ceased. It's still there and it will flame up. That's not all. Towards the east, we have a different kind of civilization. A very real kind of civilization, socialism, 
socialism turned out to be very successful. As democracy is <coughs> fraying at the edges and coming loose at the seams, the same time socialism is reaching its peak. And I'm not a supporter of either, I'm a supporter of civilization. Mm. Those are political ideologies. Does everybody understand what I'm saying? Mm. So the civilization that we've been living in and enjoying and prospering in is about to come crashing down around us. So what can we do? We just have to make a decision on where we stand. I'm going to, within this whole question of vaccine or not, I'm going to choose to take the vaccine because as far as civilization goes, that's me doing as an individual what is best for the whole. Because we need to reach herd immunity in some way, any way we can. This virus is going nowhere. The world cannot stay as unstable as it currently is. If we're going to pray for anything, pray for civilization to survive. Pray for the communal will of good people to be strong enough to not allow anarchism to destroy everything that we've had so far and everything that we're hoping for in the future. We're looking at the society like Zimbabwe. It's not a civilization. Mm. And we're looking at China, where the whole Western world said communism, socialism is evil. They are a civilization that is functioning and prospering. Why? Because every individual contributing to the prosperity of the whole. Russia has never been better in Russia. You might say, well, they're forced, whatever. When freedom of the individual starts to outweigh the willingness to work for the whole, You have anarchism. So what have we learned? Democracy has now raised its firstborn. And its firstborn is called anarchy. Started off good. 
more civil rights, more equal rights. But then society wanted more rights and more rights and more rights. And then it became my individual right. No longer equal rights, my individual right. <coughs> and we are living in a time where we are seeing America falling from its status as a civilized country. The most civilized place on earth becoming uncivilized. How did we arrive at a place where we look at America and look at China and we go, China is civilized? I mean, no longer sure about America. Okay, so when it comes to a very practical decision, I'm not sure if I cannot tell you officially, as leader of this ministry, that the vaccine is safe or that it works. But I have no doubt that civilization is something we should choose together. And civilization means we as individuals do what's better for the herd. We do what's better for the whole. There's a risk, and I'm telling you, there's a risk in taking the vaccine. Simply because we don't know if it works, and we don't know if it's safe. We haven't even spoken about all the other theories out there. Common sense tells me that I don't think the vaccine has anything to do with gaining control over the masses. I think anarchy is gaining control over the masses. And it's probably anarchy whispering the first. Why is every nutcase out there the first to say they're not taking the vaccine? Everybody with psychosis, unstable, undercurrents of society, they're the ones that are screaming the loudest. It's a sign to me. I'm going, look, if all the crazies are agreeing with each other, maybe I shouldn't agree. And I think it's anarchy that's inspiring this tragic move of craziness upon the earth. Because certainly anarchy would look at civilization and see it as a means of controlling the whole. Exactly. Now let's talk about that whole thing. Why is anarchy gaining traction? Because there's an underlying fear that somebody's going to control us. And long before the pandemic, the undercurrent through society was that the idea started taking place that social stratification is evil. We should find a way to do away with social stratification. No one Everyone should be, should be equal. That was the undercurrent, preparing the ground, the civil mindset. Now, 
those with the most resources, the most education, the most connections, the most access, and the most knowledge are going to control the masses. They have always controlled the masses. Society is screaming at the top of their lungs, we are in danger of being controlled. We've been controlled. Okay. And you're not going to stop it. No one is going to stop it from happening. It's the way this world works. It's the way civilization works. gather 20 people together, someone is going to have to decide what are we going to believe and how we're going to do things. So the best thing we can pray for is good leaders, but somebody has to lead. The masses cannot lead themselves. The moment you give any form of sovereignty to the masses, they become anarchists. That's what they do. And there's some people in the top spheres of social stratification that are intelligent, resourceful, and willful to benefit themselves. That's not a conspiracy theory. It's just true. They're willful. They're going to benefit themselves. But usually, they organize their benefiting activities in a way that society and civilization flourishes because they need everybody to flourish to some degree and prosper to some degree because otherwise they stop. They've learned mm -hmm. this. The French kings learned this the hard way. Yes. <laughs> and queens. They cannot run the risk of, be, of becoming outcasts because then they can no longer flourish. They have experimented with different ways of doing it. Um, until they lost concentration, some of them. And others had to take over from them. But the fact is that this is the way it works. Okay. So this undercurrent of fear is based on a social idea of destratification. That's what it's based on. It's based on that. Most of the conspiracy theories are society expressing their hatred of the fact that there is stratification. Their fear of the power that those in social stratification that is on the top, the fear of what those people can do and will do. And yes, maybe we have a reason to fear what they will do and what they can do. 
But anarchy is not the answer to that problem. And, and they, they probably didn't need a vaccine to be able to do that if they wanted to. We're not excluding the possibility that this COVID-19 virus is some sort of conspiracy. Could be. <coughs> and we are not excluding the possibility that the vaccine could be part of a bigger plan. Or anarchy is just telling us to believe there's a big danger run into my arms. That might be what anarchy is telling civilization. And then we lose everything. So, here we are, somewhere towards the bottom of the stratification ladder, <laughs> with our phones well informed, mm -hmm. and we have access to everything and that anything. is bad for us. <laughs> We start making our way back to reasonable, responsible adulthood by choosing civilization and civil responsibility. If that means I take a vaccine that I'm not quite sure if I trust, then I take the vaccine because that is what I'm going to expect everybody else to do so that we can get back to a safe world where we can produce food, and live safely and if we can stabilize at any point in the future the economic situation then we minimize the possibility for a world war so right now I'm not so concerned about the vaccine I'm very concerned about the next world war okay I think that puts the vaccine question into perspective. Sure. So the official position that I'm proposing for Indian Ministries is that because we are civilized, we are going to support taking the vaccine until we have reasonable cause to think differently. With all the information coming through, I find no reasonable way to come to a reasonable conclusion to resist what is best for everyone. Does that make sense? So our official stance is we support taking the vaccine. And if I get the opportunity, now this is my personal stance, if I get the opportunity, I want the vaccine. Okay. Now, if they come up with a better one in 10 years' time, I'll take that one too. <laughs> but the more people that are slightly more immune, the better for everyone. We've got to stop this virus. Mm -hmm. Civilized society needs to find a way to stop this virus.
Okay. That's all we know right now. Because right now people are too scared to have babies. Don't know if they want to have families in the times we're living in. It's dangerous times. And we need to make it safe. That's all we know. So we can pray according to those lines. Okay. As far as the Microsofts and the YouTube and the Google and, and all those guys, they are controlling the world. It's true. Someone is always controlling the world. Okay, do we want James Bond 007 to go, go blow them up? No, we don't. <laughs> because civilization is what it is now. We only have civilization because we have Google. And as evil as it might be, it's part of civilization. And it's causing the world to function. <coughs> we haven't spoken about the satanic principles of the world or any of those things. The fact is, civilization is where normal people work together to prosper. Okay, we're going to stop it and end it there. Is it making sense? Mm -hmm. And let us pray together against the specter that is no longer hiding even in the corners. It's bringing its darkness into everyone's homes. Anarchy is a real thing. And when it gets into people's minds, people start going crazy. Have we seen what's happening on the streets in the UK, in America? You know, you see a thousand people rioting in the streets of London without masks, you think, good for you. No, it's not good for you. It's the opposite of civilization. I don't like wearing the mask either. I'm not even sure if it makes sense. But it's better than anarchy. <laughs>